weird random banter yeah. in the beginning and then i'll go into go the, into our go into it and start okay. into it yeah oh so are you actually recording this now i am recording this now oh my god i didn't gosh. even tell how you i've been embarrassingly recorded yeah that's all right not very long i guess i shouldn't mention how nude i am then <laughs> <laughs> um eventually we're gonna have pictures up online so uh, so well then i'll be really nude exactly exactly ryan better 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 fight those those, those people out. back exactly um <laughs> You want your Twitter Twitter handle in there no, too? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm I have been tweeting Brianna Wu. Oh, I see. Ooh. I keep telling her that my mom <laughs> oh, uh, do you... has beaten Mass Effect and Dragon Age a whole bunch of times. And what did she say? Because she keeps that? saying that Why casual gamers care can't. About that? Because she's saying Women gamers. Mass Effect is inaccessible to casual gamers. And I said, my fifty-five-year-old like mother that, has beaten this. I feel like that's an. That's wait a minute, times. though. Your your mother is in no way a casual gamer. True, she plays Dragon Age. Describe to me, yeah. Anyway, your but your that's what she started. That's how she start. Oh, yeah, okay. But I'm saying, at one point, she played Bejeweled. <laughs> she played Fable. She's graduated. Now she plays Bioware games. Yeah, but now. Right. It, but that means that that's now from being a casual gamer yeah. to someone who's not anymore. Yeah, and she did that by playing Dragon Age of Mass Effect. So, okay. This, Who knew the Dragon Age of Mass Effect were the... Bejeweled to Dragon Age. <laughs> well, see, there was Fable in between, that's it. <laughs> there was Fable in between. Okay. Gold. Well, I am going to go ahead and start. Gold. <laughs> okay. She played a lot of that fashion game on the... That, that Kim Kardashian yes. fashion no, game? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, gonna... fashion, that's what it's called. Oh. Mm. Okay. Comet fashion. <laughs> Welcome to the Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Vasquez, and I'm here again with Brian. Hi, how's it going? Joining us via Skype are Mike. Hi. And <laughs> Evan. Hello, thanks for having me again. <laughs> I'm so sorry for laughing. It was from what someone was saying before. I apologize. Uh. No problem. I'll just no, never you have you so join. Have I'll just I'll just never have you join intro. another podcast ever again. No. <laughs> well, that might actually be the case. We had to see oh, if you have anything worth saying this episode. So, first, we kind of wanted to talk about what would a positive representation of an LGBT character look like in a game? Should characters be shoehorned into existing franchises should they be all new franchises you know how do we feel what, about what's a good way to get lgbt characters and what would they be like right exactly can, can so i want to start this off by saying i think we have seen some good um lgbt characters in some games as you know party members or supporting like npcs and maybe it's a little more interesting to think about what a main character in a game like the leading character everyone plays as in terms of gay or lesbian and then if we want to go for inclusiveness in general like trans for i can't even imagine what that would be like actually having a trans character what do you mean you can't imagine? Well, uh, okay, so 
I'm so offended. I can't imagine it. I'm clutching my pearls right now. Um, <laughs> I was thinking more. Well, I was thinking. I know what Evan's thinking of. I'm sure Evan's thinking of like the people from Dragon Age. Yeah. Yes. Right. Who are probably the only ones I think are any good. <laughs> um, and but... I mentioned there's some there's some gay supporting characters in stuff like The Last of Us, where they just briefly mention that one character is suffering the loss of their partner. I, in I the actually apocalypse. want to come back to that because I, I thought I had an interesting reaction to that one. But okay. what I was saying about the trans character, and then you can all react and I'll shut up, uh -huh. uh, is how would, I don't even understand how you would make that come up organically in any kind of game ever. Okay. Like, I, see, I think I can see what, what you're getting at. What sort at. of scenario is going to be manifest such that it's going to be relevant in any way Unless the game is some sort of like depression quest, <laughs> depression of, quest, um, you know, interactive fiction thing. Okay. I don't understand how it's just going to be relevant that someone's just going to go, oh, and by the way, I am in the wrong body. You know, I was going to say, yeah, am, you're right. It's so you know, internal I, that I, yeah, there's no way to really show that as a um, an external kind of. Uh, um, a problem or or issue that the mm -hmm. the main character has to have like it's like unless you're like unless you're basically inside the character's mind the entire time they're doing that little mind echo thing as you're playing the character and it's like man it really sucks not having breasts right now like <laughs> no i'm sorry to all our trans listeners i am not at all transphobic i just we're gonna edit that out <laughs> But like, imagine, um, like, imagine, like, one of the NPCs like coming to you and saying, "Hey, good sir," and you're thinking to yourself, "But I'm a girl." Yeah, I, no, I mean, well, I guess that's part of what people's argument about having gay characters in video games is that, well, what does this have to do with you know the game? Basically, how is that relevant? And that, different. But, well, it's it's different in regards to relationships. But then there was the argument that. I don't remember who was talking about it. If it was you, Mike, or Evan, about why does there even need to be so much romance in sexuality? Sec in yeah, oh, that was that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know, so even if you have a gay character, that's easier to quote, I guess, spot. It, you know, it's easier to see it manifest in the the, the storyline. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a character storyline you'd still have to have some sort of romance in the storyline for it to become evident okay. naturally organically True. basically unless they were coming out to care other characters or something and the same thing with the trans character if a trans character was in the process of coming out or in the process of transitioning then that would be the only time it would organically come up and then okay. that to, that to me seems more i don't know well go ahead you could do it in terms of social acceptance mm -hmm. um maybe someone's not fitting in with a group because they feel different and that can be sort of like a party dynamic um i want to bring up the one example of what i thought was a organically introduced trans character which is krem in dragon age inquisition um Wait, that there's actually a trans yeah, character? Yeah, there's an actual trans character. I had no Dragon idea. Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, so Krem is a woman living as a man in a group of mercenaries. And they just all... Well, they treat him as a man. And they, you know, call him him. But you're able to talk with the leader of the mercenaries about Krem's background. 
and even Krem himself and sort of learn more about how that whole dynamic works. And it's pretty much like a he pulls his weight um, and we just accept him for who he is in our merry band of misfits. So uh, he's actually voiced by Gen- Jennifer Hale, who does a lot of she does a lot of um, voice acting in Bioware games, but I thought that was a yeah I know who that is that seems that that fits in with what you were saying a bit about you know how would you bring this up and I still think it's that only comes up because you have the opportunity as your character to go learn about all these people you're working with because people just love talking to people in Bioware games and like mm-hmm. learning about them and it necessarily wouldn't fit in something a little more linear okay you know, like I, an action game I do something. have a I guess a criticism of that or maybe just a question that maybe you can answer but and I know this is definitely your forte Evan but like it seems like every time we mention this and we brought this up before an earlier podcast it's always like western RPGs where it's like choose your own adventure kind of thing but why not don't why do why do we not see this in more like narrative driven that are like linear um narratives like um like a final fantasy or like fire emblem and the well, other criticism because because japan but okay but that, that's not the point but i'm just saying well, we I should mean, have I think more that's, I think it's relevant though reason, i think i think it's it there. because bioware yeah. makes an effort for so to they're, have the exa- they're the rare exception they're not the rule though um yeah and the other thing I wanted to make is that we were talking earlier about positive gay representation. I'm sorry, but having a, a, a leaving us as LGBT people to fight over crumbs for supporting characters or NPC gay characters, I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit there and scratch and claw and be so happy that you gave us a no name NPC every now and again for a Whoa. couple games well, that are the exception. Have you played these games? No, not yeah. really. Dorian's one of my favorite uh, party members in Dragon Age Inquisition, and in every Bioware game I played, where again, this is just Bioware, but I mean, those games, your characters gay themselves because you, I mean, you are effectively the main character. Okay. When they make it uh, available, but I. What I'm thinking about, like Mass Effect, though, where like you actually are in command of your character, and you know, you know, say what you will about you know Commander Shepard or all, but like, why don't we see more prominent LGBT uh, choices in that? Like, I, I, I guess, mean, we'll, yeah. I think you so. I think you kind of know the answer. I mean, because it's a problem that people think it won't sell or but i don't think that that's a you know that's a reason to look at the few people who are making an effort and saying we shouldn't be satisfied with that i think we should acknowledge progress where it's made but still vocalize maybe we want something more as a fan of a game or a genre or a developer okay yeah yeah i would agree with that yeah i I, I think we can't we can't jump, you know, and attack developers who put an LGBT character in their game because, hey, they put an LGBT character in their game. I okay. mean, yes, we want 
something maybe maybe you want something more but or more instances of representation oh this is not exactly how i feel i'm just arguing a different side that's not <laughs> yeah I'm... but um um one thing i do want to mention though um that you mentioned earlier also evan at um we have a, we have other like for example um what was it i can't remember what it's called but like fire emblem has that little series where that little thing where like when you talk to a certain person over and over and over like you gain like friendship levels yeah an affinity system yeah that's exact we can have other games that do something very similar to that and um they'd be great in like um not only just rpgs but like adventure games um you know you're part of your little band of heroes you know where you basically are going around and you know for some reason kingdom hearts came to mind um but like you know you which talk... is an rpg but exactly go on. true well event action rpg but yeah but anyway are you saying that you want to see Donald and Goofy make? No, <laughs> please, no. Um, uh, but I, I don't know. I just I feel like there are other genres other than Western RPGs and and um, other genres than just like the RPGs in general. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd I'd argue that it's a lot easier. Side scrollers can do it. Yeah, but I'd but I'd say I I'd argue that it, it, that goes back to the the problem of how does this come up organically okay a, here's a perfect a, because example. here's a perfect example i'm not going to cut you off but here's a perfect um when Samus you did first, need to cut me off I, no when first Samus <laughs> first debuted right everybody's like oh this is a really cool hero at the end of the game takes her helmet off oh my god it's a girl it's organic it's shocking and at the same time you could do the same thing with a side scroller and be like but isn't here's that isn't here's that cool, like, like you know belmont thing like running through the castle and then at the end he tries to, he saves a boy but isn't that isn't that like a cheap shot isn't that almost like uh isn't that almost like a punchline it becomes it comes off as a punchline to me really i don't think yeah. so at all i think it's really it's supposed to be shocking and in, innovative and uh well not innovative but i don't think it's really yeah to me but, it, to me it comes across as being I don't. I, I mentioned a little. A little. Uh, I mentioned not, earlier not, about that not, one throwaway line in, in Paranorman of how, like, how, like, the entire movie, the girl right. was trying to get the guy, and then at right. the end, he like throws away a line. And for those who have not seen the movie, sorry, but like he says, you know, oh, I'm doing this for my boyfriend or something like that. Like he he mentions his boyfriend. Right. I thought that that was pretty cool. Like I did not expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was hokey. I didn't think it was like. Uh, Anyway, it conceded as negative. I thought it was actually very progressive because mm-hmm. we weren't expecting it. It defied yeah. a lot of the tropes we thought we were going to see. Yeah, I mean, especially because it was a quote unquote kids movie. <laughs> there you go again with the kids movie thing. What? I don't think Karen Norman was a kids movie at all. Okay, when I say I, I'm, I'm putting the quotes around it because I don't necessarily think it's only for kids, but you know, it's going to be marketed and seen as a movie that's mainly for children or younger Agreed. people. I mean, it'd be any sort of animated movie Agreed. with a few exceptions. I mean, and we're, we're, the exceptions are growing in number. I mean, as I, I mean, you, you've seen, you know, started out with sort of Simpsons and then it just has grown. But, um, Animation does not necessarily mean right children's movie. Right, gotcha. Okay. But but specifically, I think Paranorman, you know, or you know, like we were talking about before, Pixar is mm-hmm. you know going to be perceived as children's movies primarily, but that also appeal to older 
an older audience. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad if that you that, say, I feel like that's slowly changing the idea that animation right. is only for children. Right. If you nice. say family movie, you cover all your bases. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I'm glad to see that it's kind of evolving beyond, uh, you know. So I guess my question to get back on topic is, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having a hero running through the castle, defeating demons, slaying bats and all that stuff, and at the end it's to save his husband from Dracula? Or, I don't know, hero, you know, main character. And he's kind of like Braid, where, you know, you're going through all these puzzles and trying to go back in time to figure out what's wrong with your relationship to find out that the relationship is a same-sex relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong with that? I don't see... It's the same-sex relationship that you fucked up by being super obsessive and creepy. Right? (laughs) Like, that's the message So meta. (laughs) I think that's your relationship, right, Evan? <laughs> Isn't that the thing at the end of Braid that found out? Yes, you're spoiling for everyone who's yeah, not finished Braid. I haven't finished Braid. Braid. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's actually... I know. The statue you basically find out you're the villain in the relationship. Yes. You over, you're over-obsessed over everything. But um, the point is, wouldn't that have been really cool to find out? Like, Because we're expecting, again, like like most tropes, we're expecting it to be solve it, save his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then it's... Oh, my husband. I mean, I would that say would there's nothing. Cool. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's just. Go ahead. What were you gonna say, Evan? That would be cool. Back. In the same era that Metroid was made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With now we have the capabilities to really explore. Even if it's something like Gone Home, which is some people would say is not like a, a game at all, let alone a. Okay. You no, know, a traditional That's game. That's a topic for another day. I yes. would disagree with you only on the fact I'm that... I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying some people say that. Okay. But the point is, you have all these new genres that are emerging of games you could play where you can explore these sorts of issues that require more nuance better than at the end he saves a guy. Okay. So. And I... I doesn't mean you couldn't do it, though. Well, and this right. is the thing. We're in 2015, and we're still fighting over crumbs, like I said earlier. And you're saying, oh, well, you know, appreciate the strides you've made. And that's basically telling me that we made, like, very, very small strides. <laughs> and now you're <laughs> saying... Not. And you're saying now that the, the idea to um, have him save a guy or, you know, save your relationship or whatever we're talking about... Either, Using the same metaphor, uh, using the same um, allegory of of, of a braid or whatever, you're saying, or revealing that he's saving his husband is too far back. So it's either you can't have one or the other. Either we're to, we've progressed or we've not progressed at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, th- I think you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> I'll put something no, else in your no, mouth. No, I'm serious, and I think I was saying that you can do better than that with the technology that we have available. Mm-hmm. So. And I also do think that you shouldn't fucking bite the hand that feeds you of the some people we have as our allies in the industry, you know. So, yeah. or I just can't repeat help but repeat that again. So. Yeah, and, and and this is part of my argument towards female representation in games as well. Is that I mean it's difficult, and I don't think we're going to see immediate change unfortunately but i i'm hoping that in a few years from now and i hope that we continue to encourage um both lgbt people and females 
to go into the gaming industry, to go into game development, mm-hmm. to go into the movie industry and become directors and Definitely. encourage that because that is going to help increase representation in the media, in the game industry. That's true. So if you have actual LGBT people leading a game, being a game you know, designer or whatever... We'll see more of it. You, exactly. You're going Directly. to see... And, it, and it's going to come from a place of... You know, it's going to come from a very personal place that would hopefully show through in the game and be very heartfelt and not, you know, it would not feel artificial. No, exactly. I agree. I agree. One of the things also I wanted to say, though, it's not mutually exclusive. We don't have to have one or the other. We can have many different um, avenues where we display um, uh, LGBT characters. Um, it doesn't have to be, like I said, NPCs and it doesn't have to just be main characters and it doesn't have to just be um, uh, you know I guess quote unquote like hokey storytelling it can be everything all at once um, and just to get the word out there to spread the message more that you know um, we're here we're queer and we're, we don't have any fear I don't know <laughs> get used to it as it were exactly exactly I think it's interesting because like you could have it's possible to do subtle things well or to have them. So like your paranormal example is a good one because that is kind of a throwaway line that could feel very forced, mm-hmm. but it doesn't in large part because of what the movie's about. Exactly. Right. Um, but on the other hand, it is possible to have that sort of backfire a little bit. So, and this is where I come back to what Evan, Evan mentioned the, the guy in the last of us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I actually didn't understand that that character was supposed to be gay. Right. It was so I subtle. No, I, had, I had I had no idea. And then when people on the internet were like, oh, this is so wonderful, I was like, what? <laughs> there's, there's, huh? It gets to the point where Ellie's looking at a porn magazine um, she found in his apartment, mm-hmm. and she's talking about the size of the dick that <laughs> the guy in the magazine has. Mm-hmm. That's when it really... Be, I mean, he refers to him as his partner. Like, couldn't once, it be I straight think. porn though? Right, but no, that's no, where... right. But they don't. They don't tell you that it's gay porn. And yeah. you're right. He does say partner. I thought he meant like business partner or uh-huh. partner well, in the surviving the post-apocalyptic yeah. hellscape. Well, yeah. Not the word partner. Uh, very... I don't know. Do you think you're gonna get? Uh, you could say. Do hus- they have dicks husband. in Playboy magazines, or is it just pictures of women by themselves? Um, no, the no. last time I saw Playboy magazine. I have no idea, but there are hardcore <laughs> porn magazines, or there were. True. So. And to be honest, we all read it for the articles anyway. I'll tell you what, one of the most interesting articles I've ever read was actually an article where Spike Jones was. No, not Spike Jones. Spike Lee. Uh, no, actually, not Spike Lee either. <laughs> I don't have any idea why I pulled that name out of my butt, and I actually meant to say Martin Scorsese. <laughs> But he was being interviewed by Playboy magazine, and it was super interesting. And I got made fun of because everyone was like, "Why are you looking at that magazine?" Because the articles. I'm reading it for the interview. Like I'm actually reading it for the interview. It's normally a joke, but I actually am. It was great. Yeah, it's it. They actually do have some nice articles every now and again. Uh, so that was the only thing I really, really wanted to like. I guess get off my chest is that I'm kind of just angry about how like i guess I, sometimes i wake up and i'm like oh my god it's 2015 and we're still dealing with this issue like really um and yeah technically calendar year does not equal triumph in this one area but 
<laughs> just technically. No, it, it doesn't. No, but I mean, at the same time, I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, we just heard from, we just saw Pluto. Like literally, we, we just saw images of Pluto and we can't even get our shit together. Like what's wrong oh, with okay. us? Okay, let me do what you do and play a little bit of devil's advocate here. And I think that if you want a character like a character beyond you know an npc or a party member to be gay you have to realize that unless it's made by like a small team specifically targeting homosexuals or lgbt gamers mm-hmm. with their game there are people who make games as business products and they want to get you know they want to make the characters and stuff fit they're what their target audience wants. I understand and completely. That's not a foreign concept mm-hmm. to me. Also, I mm-hmm. also I'd argue it's just pictures of Pluto. It's not like we went to Pluto. It's not that impressive. Come on. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's see how long it takes. Where's you our to get moon there. base? Come on. Oh, you it's, want a moon base? Yeah, oh, well. it's 2015. Like, sure. well, I want we an intergalactic should... federation that that. I'm, I'm pretty sure Doctor Who <laughs> said we should have already had a moon base. Yeah. I don't want to live on the moon. It's nothing but silicon dust up there. We haven't even gone to Mars yet. Like. Come on, that should have happened. Like, first of all, have you seen Mars? It looks like an irradiated desert. No one wants to go there. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand the concept that like that technically we're not really the largest audience. I mean, what gay people make up, and depending on the study you're looking at, it's four percent, ten percent, twenty percent of the population. But at the same time, you could do how about? by people how about people who are like hey i don't care if it's a girl if it's a boy if it you know pansexual people who are like i'm gonna have sex with this the next gorgeous thing that walks in front of me um that way i say i am honestly surprised what you evan you're talking about target audience in some ways i'm really surprised that there isn't more like stereotypical hot lesbianism (laughs) in games like wait doa doesn't count that seems that seems to be like the the most generic straight man fantasy, and to the extent that straight men were like the target audience for games for a really, 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 really long time. Why mm-hmm. isn't there more like hot lesbian action? Mm. Um, I think it's because gamers. I think at some point decided, and I don't know exactly, can't pinpoint the era, but I think a lot of gamers decided, yeah, you know, sex sells, and yeah, we like lesbianism, but we also like good gameplay. We don't like just throw it in there because. Otherwise, we just watch porn if we really wanted to watch porn. Mm, I don't know. Was, wasn't there that game where you basically, there's like that mini game where you can just like massage the breasts of some yes, character? Yes, that is so fun. <laughs> Wait, what, what game was that? Uh, I don't even remember, but I've, I've played that. But I mean, like, for example, like, let's look at like Leisure Suit Larry and mm-hmm. you look at the sales for those games. They're pretty like dismal. Uh, like compared to like other blockbuster games. So, well, I feel like yeah i mean it also goes like i don't know i I was going to i was going to say i don't know if people would be would feel comfortable going up to the cashier and be like i want the the porn oh the porn porn game game, well amazon.com when people can just find (laughs) porn online yeah exactly that or you know direct downloads and yeah but I mean, now I, mean, I guess yeah. the argument is kind of irrelevant now yeah. when people can just download games. Online also, but anyway. like porn solves that fantasy. Like, why would I want? Like, sometimes you want porn, and sometimes you want to play Mega Man. Like, right. neither the two shall meet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Oh, it doesn't have to be just. It doesn't have to just be video games, though. What about like movies? Like, what do you think a positive representation in movies are like? Mm-hmm. Definitely Hollywood from Mannequin. So positive. <laughs> <laughs> just what? Are you not familiar with that? No. Okay, then we all need to see that movie because it has the most outrageous ludicrous flamboyantly awesome gay character it's from the 80s it's it's wonderful okay yeah. oh, stonewall movie i'm, we I'm familiar about. with it i unfortunately have not seen the whole movie i've seen like clips yeah. but do you know what hollywood looks like the actual place no no the, no, no. The, it's the, a character in the movie is, oh it's hollywood. hollywood oh no no i don't even know it okay we're watching that movie okay well <laughs> is that actually good the movie no, no. <laughs> and this is what i'm talking about is it positive okay <laughs> i think my dad likes it because he likes I, he likes anything from the 80s like honestly i mean i like kind of love it man. but i know that it's kind of cheesy and silly and yeah dumb, but there's a sort of it's a wacky idea for a romantic comedy, but right. I mean, I think it is positive. It's a it's a gay character. He's a walking insanely over the top stereotype. Is that positive? Age, that's about as good as you were gonna get, frankly. Oh, the, now he's only given now. There, he's not portrayed as like a reprobate, or yeah. you know, he's he's sassy and funny. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like uh, that. I feel like that happens a lot in the eighties, where yeah. you have like walking stereotypes. They can be like positive characters but they're still just walking stereotypes yeah, like that's basically still what it is, even like even now even when it comes to well they've changed it slightly for like i was gonna say like black characters in movies mm-hmm. so it's like if we're not the angry ones then we're the ones that are um not main characters but we're like positions of power sort of so you'll see like a judge um sometimes like if if, if main mm-hmm. character has to go to court or whatever he'll be yeah. the judge or he'll be the bailiff you know like or the ultimate example morgan freeman is god oh yeah god <laughs> exactly um to be fair morgan freeman is pretty much always just playing morgan freeman yeah <laughs> or presidents and morgan freeman as president and whatever that movie it's was because he has such a great speaking voice, voice. He's, he's a great orator yeah. i'm morgan freeman and i did my granddaughter ew stop <laughs> Uh, maybe it's just the southern that southern like draw it's not really a draw it's more, no it's he's, a, he doesn't it's it's a, it's like a tinge of southern it's not like well he's from tennessee so but, it's not like yeah. yeah it's it's not like huge draw it's, no, it's, it's like a very relaxed comfortable come sit a spell <laughs> let me tell you about <laughs> i would like to note by the way that hollywood montrose is black oh nice to know Mm-hmm. Is he like? Oh, we can talk about Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> no, actually, I was gonna say I was gonna mention. Um, I, actually, actually, the characters are somewhat si- similar. similar. That's yeah, what I was gonna really, ask. Okay. Basically, if, if, if yeah. I mean, to modern America, who's never met an actual gay black man, right. um, they love him because they feel like oh, they're all like that. That's not true, but they're more like Travis. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like it's the same black guy from Designing Women. Oh my gosh, are gay. you serious? Yes. Because mm-hmm. he went through tooth and nail fighting in every interview that he wasn't gay. I think that's hilarious. Um, if you don't know if you haven't seen Designing Women back then, um, in the I know Michael's shaking his head like, I don't even know what that is. But, but he, wasn't, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't gay. No, he wasn't. But then, he had four children. <laughs> exactly. And in every interview, they were like, why are you hanging around like these like women who, obviously, the Designing Women, they are, I think, the fashion designers. And like, why are you? Why, what's the point of your character in this show unless you're the gay friend? And he was like, No, you know, 
He's like, if you actually watch the episodes, I'm not like the gay friend. I'm straight. Blah 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 blah. Like, too, he was really adamant about it. And then he goes and plays this flamboyant gay character. Which mm. I think it's just kind of humorous. Anyway, well, it's always kind of frustrating though. Like now nowadays, you know, it's 2015, but straight actors who do play gay characters always feel like they have to. In interviews, they always are. You know. They'll men- mention something like, oh, my wife, blah, 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 oh, yeah. or like oh, my yeah. girlfriend, blah, 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 or, oh, yeah. you know, oh, uh, you know, me playing a gay character was, you know, a challenge because I'm, you know, so manly and masculine. <laughs> um, which is why I love, 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 love whenever, um, for some reason his name is not coming to me, Jack, not Jack, starts with a J, but it, he... Um, Broadway superstar plays Wolverine in the X Men movie. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, um, has plays all these flamboyant characters. Like, um, I think it's just amazing. Mostly thinking of um, him on Broadway all the time. Flamboyant. Um, I would never. I would never Ooh, say Jean, that. Jean Valjean. Yeah, that's so like flamboyant. the. No, no, no. I think it. Um, for, I'm trying to think of the actual when I saw what play I saw him in. Um, I mean, Broadway itself yes. is flamboyant, but I would not say that he plays flamboyant characters. Well, I'd say when, he, when I, he's doing, I'd like say Broadway he's act. like an example of where Broadway is. It's at its most masculine. <laughs> Which yeah, it's, it's not like he's the MC in Cabaret, though. I would pay good money. Hugh <laughs> Jackman be the MC in Cabaret. I would too. Um, but no, I'm just saying that's an example, I guess, of a, mm-hmm. of a guy who's like super manly and. Hollywood movies. And then he goes to like, you know, stage plays, and he's like doing other things. But and I think it's pretty humorous. Um, and I think he's had to defend himself before too, saying he's not gay. Um, so yeah, I mean that. that wouldn't surprise me. I feel like anyone who can do all of the things like a classic movie star mm-hmm. can do these days. You just sort of assume that they're gay. I like mean, you, can, yeah. you can sing and dance, you queer. You know? like, <laughs> no, exactly. And yeah. it's so weird how like there's so many movie stars who are still closeted, um, and they just won't even come out because they because we all know it's like the same thing with like ballet dancers. You know how many ballet dancers and ice and because I guess everybody makes jokes about the you know figure skaters, and because of that they won't come out. Do they need to, though? How many sequins do you need before we all know? <laughs> oh, my God. Sequence. Sequence. <laughs> um, I was just watching that in the... What, Drag Race? We were watching RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5. Mm-hmm. And talking about whether or not... Roxy's talking about whether or not it's a sequin or a sequence. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? I've, I've only seen, like, the first episode of oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that was a RuPaul reference. Yeah. If you all didn't get that sequence. I super gay. Sequence. I didn't. Um, speaking, speaking of which, <laughs> RuPaul's All-Star Season 2. Oh, I can't that's wait. true. I think it's been announced yet. I think the one thing is people don't want her... They don't want teams again. No, oh, I definitely teams. don't want teams. That was awful. Yeah. It was horrible. It was such a horrible idea because... See, I haven't it, seen any of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the latecomer to They just had the smaller budget, okay. I bet. Yeah, I think, I think it was episodes. it was because they were like, well, we can't do a full season, so we have to shorten it. How are we going to shorten it? Let's team them up, basically, was who why they... Who would you pick? By the way, we're way out of the that's, gamer's idea here, fine. but that's fine. But it's gay culture. It's gay culture. Yeah, so, yes. like, 
I mean, I, it's I've listened. It's gay culture. I, I, I've listened to some of the other gay podcasts and like one or two of them, which there's only like three of them, by the way. Um, but like one That's or two of them. Than all of them. Yeah. But no, but, but they, they, they talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. We talk about everything. We talk yeah. about, we're going to talk about everything. But, you know, teens didn't Because, I mean, feminism is not explicitly LGBT no. nerd related. So, and I we talked like about that. I feel like you could make an excellent WarioWare style micro game thing out okay. of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> That would be pretty awesome, actually. Would you pay that? Wouldn't yes, you pay and trim the stress. They, they they made an app, but it was like I think some like runner or something like. You know, would you like, even? It would be like really quickly like trim this dress, and you have yeah, to cut really yeah. weirdly. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tr- trim Or like dress. like Fluff stick these sequence on. Fluff that on, wig. Or yeah, yeah. Oh, touch touch that. Uh, what is it? Pit boys, jock. Then <laughs> yes. they have a really intricate shape throwing system. <laughs> Match these insults. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you imagine? It'd be like really quickly. Da 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 da. Um, oh oh god! Gosh. Can you imagine Mario how such a, crazy game? A, a like all all like reading and shade version of the insult sword fighting from Monkey Island would be? Oh my gosh! I never like... played Monkey Island. Monkey oh Island god. is so good. Oh, it's so good. It I love so good. that game. Good. Even even the like. Newer like Wii one reboot. Really I haven't played the reboot, but like I love the little mini games too, like Monkey Target. Well, were you this, so, sorry? This one was episodic and it worked pretty well. I was shocked. Um, mm-hmm. That was the first episodically released game I played, and that worked mm-hmm. much better than I expected. Right. Yeah. I'm uh, speaking of Monkey Island. Actually, the developers of one of the developers that worked on Monkey Island, or I. He worked for Telltale, uh, not, sorry, he worked for uh, LucasArts mm-hmm. um, and developed Maniac Mansion. Uh, he's no he's making a new game called Thimbleweed Park, and he had a Kickstarter, and actually I funded, part, I, I, I put money into like, the Kickstarter. For the disclaimer. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, just just so you all know, just, as a disclaimer, for my opinion, <laughs> my opinions may be biased. Um, I anyway. believe in ethics and video game podcasts. Yes. <laughs> um, well, uh, he's releasing a new adventure game, like in the same vein of you know Maniac Mansion or uh, uh, Monkey Island, and it's it's pretty great. It's you know got retro graphics and everything, and. Uh, I actually one of my my reward that I got one of them is uh, I there's a phone book apparently that's going to be in the game and you can call any of the numbers in the phone book and so the phone book is a list of all of the backers that picked that reward and oh. I get to record oh. and I get to actually record a voicemail. Oh nice. So oh, my cool. voice will be much, in the game. How much did you pay for that? <laughs> uh, I don't remember to be honest, uh, honestly. Oh, sure you don't. That's no, fine. I no actually I really I really he don't. He gave 2 pennies. <laughs> I don't. Hit me. I think I paid like forty dollars. Still, that'll probably be really good. I, yeah. I mean, Maniac Mansion is cool. I I, I like it. I I don't necessarily think it's aged very well. No, and that's. Um, and, uh, yeah. But Day of the Tentacle is yes. Great. Day of the Tentacle. I, yes, I I played that recently and it has oh, aged God. pretty well actually. Yeah, Maniac Mansion is a little. I couldn't. I could not get through it. It was just a little because it has like all the fail. It's easy sta- to lose. Yeah, it has all those fail states all the time, constantly. It's just it's nerve wracking, and the 
visuals are definitely, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I, I like retro, you know, sort of visuals, but it's very plain and very static and, you know, Day of the Tentacle has a lot more personality mm-hmm. and is a lot more entertaining. So I think he's, he stated that his new Thimbleweed Park game is going to learn from a lot of those lessons and hopefully be a better aged version. Of... I've actually only ever kickstarted one thing, though mm-hmm. there are others that I probably should go have. broke trying to yeah, kickstart I, all the things like, you... Yeah, no, luckily I, know, I... But, I mean, I'm not saying I would have done tons of them, but there's a mm-hmm. couple I probably should have done. Mm-hmm. The only thing I've ever kickstarted comes out next month. I'm very excited. Ooh, what did you kickstart? number nine. Yes, it is. Very good, Evan. Evan, I Evan, hear knows, that Evan knows my wall art. The <laughs> new um, King's Quest game is supposed to be pretty good, a lot better than maybe it should have been. I remember playing King's Quest as a kid. Those were the adventure games I grew up with. Yeah, they're fun. I don't think I've ever played King's Quest. I have no idea what that is. Some of them are really good. Some of them, well, the really old ones are text-based. And those are a real challenge, the text-based adventure games. Mm -hmm. Just words. Well, it's harder to do the interacting. Gotcha. Um, I think point-and-click was a real big upgrade. But the ones that are point-and-click are really good. I really like um, King's Quest VI a lot. A lot. Hmm. Well, I'll yeah, have I'm to come a, over a, and show me some time. I'm I, a I'm a big fan of point and click adventure games. Like, I like the point. It, it, they, like I rem- I remember growing up with like humongous games, like you know Pajama Sam and all that stuff. So like Pajama that was Sam. that was my childhood. So I I, I just I, made I, me feel ancient. I'm sorry, but yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like I played Pajama Sam yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, I I don't know. It, I I definitely enjoy that even though it's it's definitely not aged you know not all of them have aged very well some of them have some of them haven't and you know no, but been... it's nice to see that like that now that we have like the dawn of indie games which is right such a meaningless category of <laughs> things but you know it's nice that those have come back a little bit yeah um, because there's certainly still interesting things you can do with them that are right. harder to do in other genres of games mm-hmm Definitely. Like I think I think that one of the best ones I've ever played is is an old one though, which is LucasArts again. The The Dig. Has anyone else ever played? That? Yes, yes. That's yeah, a that very one's really good interesting because it's you know it's this point and click adventure game, and most of them are just full of characters and goofy situations and stuff. And there are three right. people in that game. Yeah, and you it's just a walk very around on an alien world. Yeah, and it's very like serious in a way. You know, oh yeah, it's super serious. Yeah, and um, it, it was Steven Spielberg created the original idea for it he wanted oh, I don't to think I knew that. Yeah, yeah he he wanted to actually make a movie version of it too i believe and then which you could totally have done yeah it would have made a really good movie but um i'm not a fan of his movies but it I'm joking you're not oh, I'm joking okay. i'm joking <laughs> i think as a person on this planet it's like i hate steven spielberg probably yeah. No, there are some people who think that he's way too saccharine sometimes, I which I think is give totally a reasonable yes. expect, I feel totally like, yeah. a reasonable thing to say. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I can't he, say that about everything. Schindler's yeah. List, not the most saccharine movie I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, kidding me? It was way too like hokey, like sweet, and just oh, I felt like <laughs> felt all homely. And there's oh, no, no, I can definitely that, feel that. that girl in her red dress. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I, I I can see that comp, uh, complaint, but uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and uh, another game that I really liked that was also LucasArts was uh, Fan, uh, Grim Fandango. 
Oh yeah, I, you know what's funny? I was like the only one I knew who had ever played that. And I felt like, I mean, I'm glad that it got re-released recently. Yeah. But I was so sad because sometimes you love that you're the only one who knows how awesome something is. Mm -hmm. And then everyone suddenly gets to play it and you're yeah. experience it. And you're like, I'm not special anymore. You're not a hipster anymore. Yeah. I know. I knew that. But yeah, that's a really good but game. Also, that is, yeah. Isn't it cool, though, that like now you can talk about it with other people who have played it? And yeah. like, be like, oh, yeah. you know that thing that I knew. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I could say, "Run you birds!" It's Robert Frost. I'll <laughs> understand. Yes, I, I'm a big fan of Tim Schafer's games. He's the one that worked on Grim Fandango. He started with Day of the Tentacle, and okay. then worked on uh, Monkey Island, and then went on to do Grim Fandango. Was his first. Oh no, he actually did Full Throttle, which is another adventure game. Pointing that's the adventure. biker bar one. Yeah, um, that was his first game that he did by himself, I think. And then, do you just have like his number somewhere? Like, do you just like call him every night? What, what well, lots of people know him for making Psychonauts. Later. Yes, yes, that, that's that, the one that got me. Yeah, he. Yeah, so I, again, like, I'm I'm really a big fan of all, pretty much all of his games. And um, also, he recently did the Kickstarter, and that made a whole bunch of news. That made the most amount of money. It was like over three million dollars for Broken Age, which was the most recent point-and-click adventure game that he made. Um, and the combination documentary of the making of the game right okay. yeah that looks really interesting i just haven't gotten around to it yet there's too many things so the nice. art style is amazing in the game yeah i know that's what made me go "Ooh, that's interesting Ooh. <laughs> yeah he he made he made the game like he he started out from the very beginning with this artist that he really liked and said you know i really want to make a game that um showcases your art style um and i actually met him at, uh, oh really? Yeah, uh, not Tim Schafer, but I, I met. Say, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's actually in his closet right now, <laughs> still bound and gay. I no. am. <laughs> no, um, I I met uh, Nathan Weiber. Nathan Stapley, which is uh, the he's the artist uh, who did the game Broken Age, and I also that during that same time it was the expo. It was like a comic expo, uh, press expo, and really? I also met. That's where I met, uh, what's his name? Scott, uh, Bam. uh, no, <laughs> Scott, uh, sorry, Scott. I'm such a fan of Zapped. I just had to meet Scott Bayo. Uh, no, uh, Scott Campbell. Okay. Um, and oh. he's, he, he was the art director for Psychonauts. And oh, very nice. So he, I really like his art style too and his art. And I like have one of his books over there, actually, his oh. art books over there. And so I, he, I, I met fan. him and, it was it was cool to talk to him. I asked him about the game because that was before it had been released. It was still in development. He said yeah, it was going well. And My gosh. That was cool. I don't think I've ever nerded out that hard about anything ever. <laughs> what like, are you, you talking just, about? You, just you name like name any comic thing and true. you'll start going on a rant about that's, it. That's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, but like you just name like six different like <laughs> people by like first and last name and how you met them and what you like follow so i think that's really cool i like that um meanwhile the only two games that you mentioned in there that i have either played or know of um <laughs> monkey island and uh and uh and psychonauts yeah so yeah i i usually like have these very uh obscure no it's, things it's great I... though i think obscurity like having people who have like different like i guess segmented interests Mm -hmm. coming together because we both like penis 
Um, <laughs> because this is the gamers podcast. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Quick, what's your favorite Scott Bayo project? Huh? <laughs> you mentioned Scott Bayo. Oh no, because he mentioned Scott, Scott, and I was Bayo. like, that's the only first one that came to mind. And no, I don't like Scott Bayo at all. But uh, no, Scott Bayo was a very attractive man. Mm-hmm. Who are you guys talking about? Disagree. This is way before your time, Michael. <laughs> is this a porn star? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, well, kind I of just, a big deal. I just you 90s. keep talking about his work and how he's so attractive, so I was like, well, I disagree with my attractiveness, but uh, kind of a big deal in the nineties. Save the visual things for our video podcast because no one's gonna know what I'm talking about. Just think about how much more exciting my claims of nudity will be in that. Oh yeah! Oh my god. That's on the premium podcast. Oh my god, they can pay us. Yes, I get I get nude for a dollar. A dollar. I get nude for five thousand dollars. I mean, you're not gonna show all my bits, are you? Just just like my my shoulders and my head business. How would we know you were nude? Because yeah. you guys look down and be like, "Oh, Brian, you're nude," and you can't really see. You can't I'll... put it on Twitch. Then that's against the rules. Is it really? Yeah. Can you be shirtless? No shirtless no, on Twitch. No, you can't actually. Which sucks. Silly. What can you do but on Twitch then? It's because it's because a lot of the female streamers like to make the their cleavage the biggest thing on the screen, and then the game in a little tiny corner. Well, it just could collect be fair. donations. But I mean, if you were a woman and you wanted really more viewers. Do? Yeah, that's what but, that's what caused the. God, men, why do you suck so much? Yeah. But I mean, also, doesn't like PewDiePie do that same thing? Like, not not the cleavage, but I mean, I mean, just <laughs> I like his face. Play. His face sure, is like, like is like the entirety of the screen and the little screen. I mean, I feel like a lot. Oh of, yeah, but if you got it, there's boobs. Yeah, who wants to see all those boobs? Put some dong in there. If you be, <laughs> then it's basically softcore chatterbait with games. What is this chatterbait? I don't know what that is. You don't know what chatterbait? No, is? please, ex- please explain this to me. Oh, just Google it. <laughs> it's like four, but. But yeah, I mean that's gonna happen with any online video service. Is like someone. I, I know what Chatterbait is. Someone is going to. Someone is going to take advantage of. Yeah. They were doing crazy shit, um, with the streaming capabilities, for PlayStation Four. Hmm. Like when you. I guess because it kind of made streaming with webcams, and playing games like, more kind of an all-in-one thing instead of whatever you have to do to set up your computer or consoles to stream but i didn't really watch a lot of that yeah that's so. not what he's on chatterbait for <laughs> basically everyone on playstation 4 was doing coke okay just one person doing coke <laughs> so for people who haven't heard it was part of the new destiny expansion pack they are totally re-recording all of the lines Peter Dinklage did for the game um, because it's two parts one people don't really think that the performance was that great and the other thing is they want to keep the character going in the expansion packs and it's probably just cheaper to use Nolan North and keep it consistent and probably get not to use a huge star yeah and and probably get a better um, voice performance out of it as well so that's kind of one of the th- com- 
pretty widespread complaints. I got you. And it doesn't. I don't. I don't. So it was. It was a bad performance. That. Yeah. Why? I mean, no one really understands. He kind of sounds disinterested for the whole thing, mm. and the delivery for some lines is pretty off. Mm. And but no one knows if it's because of just something weird that happened and like what destiny was when the lines were recorded and then they had to use them for what destiny became later or if they had a bad voice direction going on or if he just i mean just because you're an actor doesn't necessarily mean you're a good voice Voice actor actor. oh that's true so but i just think it's pretty I'm not attached to his performance and I really like Nolan North and I like I just think it's cool that a developer would see something that their audience was complaining about even if it's for cost saving reasons and go back and re-record it and oh yeah do something yeah no that better. that is interesting that's, I like that yeah. I just wondered why I saw the news yeah. and I was yeah. like what? yeah that's, that, it does seem surprising because I mean his Peter Dinklage is a pretty big name now yeah, because of yeah. Game of Thrones. So, and now we've looped back to the beginning. Isn't it nice that a little person gets all this representation and can be a big star? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Big> star. <laughs> and he's going to be in the next. Uh, well, not the next Marvel movie, but he's going to be. Um, like I said earlier, I can't think of his name, but he's. He was probably... already in one. Huh? He was Boulevard Trask. Oh. oh, that doesn't. First of all, that's not a Marvel movie. Yes, it is a Marvel movie, but not a Marvel okay. movie. Not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The one that actually matters. Um, I but, think the newer X Men movies are on par with. Gross! You're terrible. The Marvel movies. Gross. Also, you don't like Days of Future Past. No, but that's okay. neither here nor there. Um, however, speaking of which, loosely, and that's the last thing I want to say before we wrap it up. Um, so, does anyone know in three days, well, technically now it's after midnight, in two days, um, now three days, we're going to have, um, we're going to have a Fantastic Four movie. Another one. Are they not excited? No? Um, no. I was interested, actually, until I heard that the reviews are embargoed to the yes. release day. And did you, did you hear, part. like, the, just the absolute comical mess that, like, Fox is going through like it just had with this with this movie um and um also read a really interesting article today this morning about um, that was my me hand hitting the table I had read an interesting article about Kate Mara and Michael B. Jordan's um interview um uh gosh we can't remember the the radio station that they they did for the movie and it was like the most awkward uh interview ever like just it was just terrible um I did not re- listen to the interview. I was going to do that when I got home because I was working all day. Sorry, but uh, one of the things that like the the uh, the DJ base that the radio host is that what they call him now um, essentially said, "I don't like you with long hair. I like no with short hair. I like you better with long hair." And then she was kind of like, "Okay," and then he was just kind of like, "Also, I like your toes." Like he was just a really awkward like. What? Yeah, it was oh, like, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It was just, what? Why? Okay, thank you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think this movie is just going to be so terrible. And then, of course, there is the rumors that since Fox owns the X-Men properties and the Fantastic Four properties, that they're going to do a um, crossover event, too. Michael rolls his eyes. Um, 
Uh, I didn't. I, oh, sorry. I forgot. I'm Mike, aren't I? He's yes. Michael. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, they could. I mean, they could do that. Theoretically, they could since they own both. However, not going to happen. I don't think so at all. But I just want to say, even though the new Fantastic Four movie might be bad. Oh, it's going to be so bad. That doesn't mean a crossover movie between the two would be bad because not every. That is true. Every, not every pre-Avengers movie was Iron Man level quality. Give and me one that wasn't. Thor and the Incredible Hulk. Done with I you. I actually really liked Thor. Exactly. My, my surprise, because I loathe the idea of Thor the character. But Why do you loathe Thor? We can talk about that when it's not after midnight. Okay. All right. Just, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again for joining us. Um, thank you to Brian, Mike, and Evan for joining me again. Had a great time. Thank you. Thanks. Mike, I liked you as a guest. We should get you back sometime. Oh, thank you. I love being a guest. <laughs> no problem. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at thegamerspodcasts at gmail.com. Bye. 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 Bye.